KBLA Talk 1580. Okay, so my friend and colleague, Louis Dix Jr., is in the building. He's a stand-up comic. He's worked as a writer, a warm-up comedian, an actor, um, and he's here, live in studio. And that was your theme song that you just, your walk-on music, I guess. Yeah, well, no, I mean, it's a song that I heard, and I was like, okay. It's, and it applies I hadn't to heard everyone. that. Turn it up a little bit, Ma. Yeah, Teddy, Teddy Swim. Teddy Swim. I mean, it's like... I love that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I hadn't heard that before. Oh, yeah. When it comes down, call me. If you really love someone. Yeah. You you, or you really need them. And it goes back to this uh, we keep us safe concept, too, right? Yes, right, right, right. Always. Because I, I probably would be calling, you know, whoever your 911 person, person is. Yeah, because I mean, 911, <laughs> sometimes they like, all right, they just ask you too many questions. You call the right person, they're like, all right, I'm on my way. You know, I got a couple people that have my 911. You know, yeah, we, we all need that. Oh, you know. Community 911. So, on your way in, you were listening to Fred. Oh, man. Who called in to tell me why uh, the 45th president, who uh, I'm now thinking of calling 91 because of his felony um, yeah, it's indictments. You know, he, uh, he was saying that Trump should be on the ballot because he hasn't been impeached. He wasn't. Uh, convict. Well, he was impeached, but he wasn't convicted. Um, and he still hasn't been convicted of any of those 91 felonies. I was just wondering how large the font was on Fred's 14th Amendment. How large it is. <laughs> no he definitely was not reading between the lines you know, when he read it. I mean, like, come on. Now, the thing about Fred, with all due respect, Fred is, I'm sure, smart, intelligent. His daughter, he says 45, so he's, everything's been a great parent. And I'm sure the apartment that she was in was not a Trump apartment. <laughs> Let's just lay it out, Fred. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, it wasn't you're not telling, a Trump. It wasn't yeah, yeah, like you were telling Fred, hold up, Fred, you're missing some part. Like, you didn't say she stayed where she stayed. It wasn't a Trump apartment. We know that. Okay, plus, I started thinking about our our elders who we love and gave us a great foundation. But you think about, I know we used to say, all right, my grandmother has a picture of Martin Luther King, Jesus, the white one, and um, <laughs> Kennedy. And uh, those were their yeah, influences. Right. It's just like they yelled at us about the Jesus part, but never gave us conversation about the Kennedy and the white Jesus. They just wanted us to understand that and go with that. And that's what it seems like. We're like, wait a minute. So now it's, I'm wondering if, Fred sat down with his daughter, who now she's entering the world of, no, you can't, show me this. And it's kind of like we're in this delusional thing of, there's some people in the world who are confident, belief, and then they're delusional. Mm. That's how you look at it. So if you're confident, that means you've done the work, you've crossed the T's and dot the I's, and you're willing to learn and say, wait a minute, that might change. I don't believe that. Then you have ones who are like, okay, now I believe. I'll put in the work, um, but I believe, but it just doesn't happen. Then you ones who are del delusional. I deserve this. Well, Trump did this. Well, he did that. And I got some friends who are really Trump people. Yeah. Well, I, I mean. And that's okay. But you're not looking at his total body I, of work. Believe it or not, I have one or two such friends myself. And I got to love them. I love them dearly. Uh, but I don't look to them for political advice. Oh, no. No. And I saw a clip <laughs> of Eddie Murphy. Remember when he was on Arsenio Hall? And Arsenio Hall was trying to get into him about voting. Yeah. And Eddie's like, I'm with the higher power. I'm that, that, that. I don't, I don't go, hey, man, those guys are doing things that we don't know anything about. And I rewatched it. You know, and Eddie was getting ticked, like, okay, Arsene, you're going to try to put me on blast? Why? I thought we were friends. You understand me and my beliefs, but now you're doing some of what Fred's doing. You're trying to call me out for what I believe because someone told you to believe that. And then when you stepped in the wrong, then the powers of me said, well, you got to go. Okay. Mm, when you decided yeah, to have. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, look, I mean, <laughs> 
I just think that when when you talk about you know Fred and Fred, you can call back because we're not just going to talk about you without right. you being able to defend yourself. I'll make an exception in two times in one day if you want to call back eight hundred nine two zero fifteen eighty. By the way, do not be intimidated by. Lewis Dix, you can get in this conversation too. Eight hundred nine two zero fifty. I had a couple people that were on hold waiting to speak, and they, you know, they chickened out. Oh no! Um, don't. I mean, I am. Listen, I'm learning too. I I enjoyed listening yeah. to Fred. I listened to his side. A lot of it I didn't agree right, with. But, but but we forget that also in the 1990s it was a completely different political era. Yeah. The constant prevarication. You know, the thousands of lies that Donald Trump told um, in office. That wasn't the norm. It would be, they would still be lying, but not at the same level. You, if you would have said that you can grab people by the private parts, you wouldn't have been, you would not have been able to be elected president. Right. You know, you think about Gary Hart. What was he supposedly kissing a girl on a yacht yeah, or something? Yeah, she was sitting on his lap. Yeah, and that was the end. That's all she wrote. It's over. Oh, come on. That's, I mean, it's a different era. It's really hard to compare. To me, that was the beginning of the era we're in now because Clinton and his austerity measures and his cuts to services and the safety net for the poor was the beginning of the unhoused persons over incarceration era that we're in now. Yeah, and a lot of us forget those long lines in 79, the gas, and just everything that we had to overcome to get back on track. Now, that's the thing. America's always put us in a bind where we have to step back, regenerate, recalibrate. I'm sorry, I forgot that word. Recalibrate. Yeah, you got it. Okay, and then just say, okay, I got to take care of my home. I got to cross my T's. I got my 401k. What's going on with that? We've lost that. A lot of us lost that. When a company actually decides that they're going to go to another company and merge, same thing they're trying to do. What's company is trying to... Albertsons? Yes, all of them. Like, okay, so now if I have a 401 okay and then you combine with another company, I lose that. Mm. Now I've lost that. I mean, yeah, you know, that's where your union, I think, is supposed to come in. But Ronnie from Orange County was talking to me. I know you heard him. He was talking about Katie Porter, who is running for Senate. And the main contenders, there's others, but the the top three are um, Adam Schiff, who was an impeachment manager. Of course, Katie Porter, the congresswoman from Orange County, who... Many of us are concerned will not be able to keep that seat blue um, mm-hmm. now that she's gone. And uh, Barbara Lee, who is, you know, trailing. She would be the only black woman senator if she would win. But she's trailing in fundraising and polling. Yeah, which, I mean, again, our, our, our funds are tight. So they know we can't donate. So it's, I mean, just this whole political thing that's going on with Israel. I mean, it is, I mean, and, and it's. And the Israel policy is so, so sensitive. Like, yeah. it's, it's causing so much pain for people. Yeah, pain and people losing jobs and all kinds of, you know, uh, shenanigans in the election. Um, so, yeah, you know what? Fred did call. And, Ronnie, don't worry. We'll, we'll get back to you. But I, I, I told Fred to call because we were talking oh. about Fred. So, hi, Fred. With all due respect, Fred. Hey. Dominique? Yes, sir. Okay, you can now. talk back to Lewis Dix because he was talking about you. With all due respect. Oh, well, he didn't say, but he didn't refute, refute anything or, or dispute anything that I said. But, but a woman, the woman behind me did. She referred to the 1990s to, and, and my 45-year-old daughter. Well, she's 45 now, so I was referring to the year of, say, 2018 when she was making fifty or $60,000 a year. Deb out of Compton. And, yeah. and, 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 then, and then you said that Donald Trump didn't do anything 
for black people. Well, this would tie right into my daughter, except she doesn't have two children. But a black woman making sixty fifty nine was fifty nine thousand back then. It was fifty seven thousand dollars with two children under sixteen, was zeroed out on federal taxes. As a matter of fact, it was forty nine thousand for California. California had to raise. Uh, because you were paying income tax in California, but not on the federal level. And if you were lucky enough to live in a state that didn't have no in federal in state income tax, then you was bringing home over 90% of your paycheck, whether you were black or white or green. You want to respond to that? Well, which paycheck? And you said black, black white, or green. What was the paycheck of the net for black I, people, I, the green people, I, and I the white people? I told you what. If you make, if, if you're a black woman or any person in the United States and you make $59,000 a year or less and you have two children mm -hmm. un, under age 16 with mm -hmm. those tax credits, mm -hmm. you zero out on federal income tax. Mm -hmm. so you bring home over 90% of your check. They take out social security Okay, so what's your point? We pay, well, the, so rich people paid less taxes and a, a slim number of, um, middle income, which actually I put that more on the low side if you're living in L.A., um, were able, with the right balance of dependents, were able to escape federal taxes, as were the billionaires, gazillionaires, the, the Bezos and, and Musk-level folks. Um, yeah, so you're saying that makes uh, you want to elect Trump? That's your point? Well, no, I don't. No, I didn't say I wanted to elect Trump. You, you kind of did, guys, though, Fred. Yeah, I, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. Fred, your whole conversation been rather, about, excuse me for cutting you I off, finish? Fred, but your whole, no, I just said, excuse me for cutting you off, Fred, because this is your second call, so I get to do that. The plus, so. that's how we roll around here. Yeah, it's kitchen Fred. table yeah, conversation, Fred, back yeah. and forth. Yeah, that whole you thing about let me finish, that's that's for you and your wife. Oh. You know, when you're when you're around <laughs> real people, we cut you off, Fred. I mean, come on now. Good try, though, all right? Let me finish. No. Okay, so the point is, Fred, really, I mean, you, you, you are touting Trump, touting Trump. Just be honest. Just be honest about that. You would like oh, yeah. us to vote for Trump, right? Those people. I don't work with Donald Trump. Like you do. You, you're putting a lot like of work in him right now, Fred. You're trying to convince me as a black person that Trump is the right person for me to vote for. That's working for him. You and Rudy. That's working for him. And that's okay. And you see how that ended up with Rudy. Okay, I mean, as far as oh, helping really? black yeah. people. What, 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 is it 148 or 158 right. million he has to pay to those election workers? Yeah, those two black women, Fred, that you say that Trump really helped uh, back in the day, in the 90s. So All what about now? No, it's tw he was said 2018. No, he said 2018. Okay, yeah, 2018. he said 2018. 2018, okay, 2018, Following the bouncing ball. Yeah, 2018. Yeah. All right, Fred, um, so you, you don't want us to vote for Trump. You want us to vote for Biden. Well, it wasn't there peace on earth? Good with this time of the year before not, Biden. Not, oh, at no, no, not, not at all. Not, not in my world. Not, not at in all. my world. If, if by peace on earth you mean uh, white supremacy, there wasn't then, no yeah. War in Ukraine. Oh, no, the war was in Virginia and different places. It was on our streets. You know, you know what I'm saying? Virginia, where you know Nat Turner and all that. The war was there in Florida. It was different places where we are in. Yeah, we're in the war. And there was still a war in Yemen and in Congo and yeah. There's hot spots all around the world until we commit to peace, which we ain't doing based on the massive. Uh, defense budget that we just passed all right fred i'll give you one more sentence to defend yourself because we were talking about you and you know i always think we we should we should have a say so when people are going in on us go ahead fred you get you get thank, a final thank, word thank here. you thank you for letting me call back and, and respond and i'll just call you time to time and, and, and we'll talk about things okay? i love that fred i hey, appreciate fred. that so so much let's okay we got to go back to uh Ronnie from Inglewood. We'll do that when we come forward with comedian Lewis Dix, chopping it up with you and me on KBLA Talk 1580 World.
she's reclaiming her time on KBLA Talk 1580. More First Things First with Dominic DePrima when we come forward. Let the conversation continues right now, right now, right now with now, Dominic DePrima on First Things First. Louis Dix is here in the studio with yes. me, so come on into the YouTube's KBLA 1580. Louis, are you? I know you. You always have a million projects going on. Um, yeah, well, right now we're, we're, you know, Bob Hart's Abisola is mm-hmm. a CBS show that's been on for, this is the fifth year. So they're now having a live audience. So um, Gina Yassere, who is um, the co-creator and executive producer, saw me doing warm-up on The Neighborhood with Cedric. And then when they decided to go live, she told the producers, I want him, which was nice. Yeah. And no so we've done three shows and it's been going really well. Just had to learn a lot of falake olawu for yeku. So, you know, you know, I mean, right. yeah, I mean, I have learned my dialect and the, the, the waves, which has been, you've been to Africa. Yeah, so six uh, times. Yeah, a lot of them from Nigeria. So I've had to really work on sitting and listening to it because it's funny. have so many different dialects. Yeah. Like one Nigerian will say it one way and then the other Nigerian will say it this way. And the fu- funny thing is, I'm asking, I go to the artist and say, hey, can you say your name? So then I go to, I'm saying it in one of the non-black people and say, oh, no, you're saying it wrong. I'm like, but no, that's how they pronounce it. Well, they're, they, they're, 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 it's a wrong accent. And I'm like, wow, we've come a long way. This white <laughs> person is telling me that this Nigerian <laughs> accent is wrong. <laughs> and I had to say, okay, yeah, sure, sure. And, uh, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, I, I take the note. <laughs> right. uh, Ronnie from Orange County, <laughs> you are in the middle of talking about Katie Porter running for Senate and how it could turn that seat back red. And, uh, yeah, I just want to let you land. Land with uh, Mr. Dix. Hey, yes, uh, Mr. Dix is a real one. And way to handle that call, Mr. Dix. Oh, uh, I appreciate real quick, that. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. When you said 79 gas lines, I was like, oh, he's been there. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, um, uh, I got two quick ones. One is on the reparations uh, bill for the governor's death. And uh, the second is a philosophical question for you, Mr. Dix, Dominique, and Miles. And so let me do this quickly, Okay. Uh, on the reparations bills that are on the governor's desk, um, I'd like the uh, delegation and uh, other people to use the same method of what you did with um, uh, Black Lives Matter and to educate us on the right Black Lives Matter, okay, grassroots. Mm-hmm. And it took a while. Mm-hmm. It, it took me a while to keep hearing you. Now, there's a bunch of bills on the governor's decks. Which one is going to be money? And that's all I got to say on that I can move forward, okay? And the philosophical piece? The philosophical piece is this. Uh, you guys probably remember a uh, movie uh, with uh, Matthew Broderick. Um, uh, it was called War Games, where they uh, had to turn the key to turn the nuclear bomb. Okay. I didn't As see it, Air but yeah. Okay. Well, that's okay. Two people got to turn the key at the same time. And if you don't turn the key, get shot in the back of your head. Okay, period. I'm giving it to you now. Uh, This is uh, the point. I recognized on Monday, I was sitting around, um, and I realized if I uh, I, I signed up for the uh, drone program at 61 years old, and so I'm back in the game, okay? And if I was told to turn that key, I would 
But if my mirror, my other Air Force person didn't, I realized that I would still shoot them in the back of their head. Here's a philosophical. Okay, piece Ronnie, come 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 to the point for me here, because we're on a long uh, we're on a long trip here uh, talking about this movie and and the philosophy around the uh, nuclear codes. Here we go, Dominique. I'm asking you, Miles and Lewis, without jokes. Okay, <laughs> I realize no on Monday, I'm still willing to shoot uh, my mirror in the back of the head for an attorney key. Can each one of you three say that you're willing to? Would I okay? Um, would I t- shoot someone in the back of the head for not turning the key to detonate nuclear uh, war? No, no. I'm a peacenik. Sorry, uh, n- no. Uh, easy for me. Well, I, when he told me I couldn't joke about it, it threw me off. Right, he's but a comedian. I would do. And that's uh, what he does. I would do you can Russian roulette. I put one bullet in. <laughs> And then let them make a choice after click, click. He's like, all right, I'm going with you. I mean, no, I, mean <laughs> I, I would not. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I would put myself in that position. I would not hold my right hand up to say that I'm enlisted. Mm. Uh, Miles, you want to answer uh, Mr. Ronnie from yeah, Orange County? Lewis took the words out of my mouth. I wouldn't join the white man's military anyway, so no. I'm good. Hold on. I didn't say white man, Miles. That's you. I'm saying, no, I'm just joking. Miles. <laughs> yeah. No jokes. No jokes. He said no jokes. I know. I apologize. Sir. <laughs> no jokes. I apologize. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Ronnie. Well, look, as far as the reparations bills, I think he's talking about state reparations bills now because the um, Black Caucus, the California Black Caucus, has said that they will have a package of bills for the governor um, in the new session in January because the task force has completed their work. They've put forth the recommendations. And so we don't know what those bills are going to look like yet, Ronnie. I'll parse them. I think they're not talking about money yet because we're in a budget deficit, because they, it's a heavy lift because of the polling. But I think they're talking about the legislative fixes that were recommended by the task force. And, and I'm wondering if just my public school, John Bartram, I, I think our maybe our grandchildren might see something, but I think our ancestors put in the work, you know, our, our grandparents put in the work, our parents put in the work, and now a lot of us understand that we have to put in the work. Are we preparing our children to prepare their children? Well, you know, that's what Dick Gregory said. He said 50 years. I. It looks like it's happening faster. I mean, Eviston is already paying people. Georgetown has already got these uh, scholarships for the descendants of the people they sold to keep the institution going. <laughs> um, you know, we. I mean, now what we're talking about from our state legislature is not money. They're pr- fixes to the prison system, education system, things like that. But I don't know. It seems like it's moving through the pipeline, Lewis. Which is good because I think the most important thing is education and allowing these kids to understand the strength that they have inside of them mm. i mean that's what we're you know that's what, as a parent or a guardian you try to instill that in your child to say don't let this world defeat you keep climbing but you wouldn't you wouldn't are you against um cash reparations no it just depends on who you give it to i mean let's let's make sure that if you're giving it to someone you're just not giving it to them like last night i was at an, we had a game and they had a lot of food left over so they were like, I'm like, what are you going to do with that? Oh, we're just going to tell us. No, you're not. So let me take it and give it to some people. I mean, but if it. it's a debt that's owed to us, why should we police who, who we give it to? If it's to, owed to, to them. me, pay me. Right. But if you're with someone that you know could be helped with it. if Okay, if I'm your guard, okay, I can help you actually get a place to live, get off the street, uh, better yourself, help you f- mentally. 
as opposed yeah. to just going to I mean, to I, I agree with you in principle, but I think that's an, that has become a talking point that's become an excuse to keep uh, away from the idea of cash reparations. Anyway, New York Governor Kathy Hochul signed a reparations bill um, day before yesterday, c- creating a commission oh. to consider reparations for slavery. So now that's the second state. We started with California, now it's gone to New York. To me, that sounds like momentum. Yeah, and now, I mean, now imagine if we could get as, that momentum going as fast as we did the marijuana. Um, <laughs> well, we uh, still don't yeah. have a national Well, I mean, marijuana. just think of all the shops that are open. Imagine you have reparation shops yeah. instead oh. of the cross. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, you're talking about the medical cross, right. not, the, not the, uh, yeah, religious not the religious cross. cross. Yeah, yeah, the medical, the green one that you see on every yeah, corner for yeah. some reason in our neighborhood. Yeah, and by black... Buy black. If you're going to buy weed, we gentrif- We are gentrifying our own weed. All day long. Okay, we'll talk more yeah. about that later. Rhonda from Inglewood, you're on with comedian Louis Dix on KBLA Talk 1580. Whoa, Rhonda, what's going on? What you got going on over there, Rhonda? Hi, good morning, Dominique. Sorry, I'm walking into work. Oh. Okay, so um, can you hear me? Barely, but go ahead. Okay, he's- okay so I just wanted to say, okay, so good morning. And um, as far um, to the guy Fred L.A., I just want to clarify and drop some knowledge on him when he's talking about his daughter's taxes and all that. Do people not remember that Trump's large tax cut that started to take effect in 2021 affected the middle class more than any other class of people? So please go look up the bill that Trump passed because, of course, it benefited the, the wealthy. And it definitely harmed the middle class and the lower class, okay? So tell him to go look into that. And Trump's first two years was a benefit of the Biden administration, okay? So he can shut up about that. And then also, um, to Fred, if you're still listening. I'm pretty sure he is, (laughs) Rhonda. (laughs) I'm pretty sure he is because he was reciting things that happened four days ago on the show. Right. Okay. So I just want to say to him, people like him, he is disgusting. He's an old man and he knows better and he needs to seek mental health. He's disgustingly disrespectful to ancestors. He's an embarrassment. Okay. And he needs to really rethink his thought process because he's really closer than any of us is to slavery and the things that happen to black people. So for him to start tapping... So for him to start capping, you know, for someone who hates him, he's crazy. I just hope, with all due respect, she's walking into work. I hope she's not walking to work as a loan officer, a police officer, <laughs> or a therapist, because uh, or a traffic cop. Because all right, good. Because I'm like they in trouble. I I am not. I, did that loan get approved? I'm no. Not. You talk to Fred about your loan because he don't know his ancestors. No. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm a government employee and I am into work, but I just want to say that Harriet Tubman did away with his kind, the kind that wanted to call back to master, the kind that wanted to betray and get, you know, be coward. She did away with his kind, and that's what he deserves. Rhonda's going hard. And you wonder why I started off, I'm going to call 911. You call Rhonda. (laughs) You got a problem, you call Rhonda. With all due respect, she'll handle it. Um, Yeah. Thank you for for calling, Rhonda. We got a hard stop here for news traffic and sports. Happy Kwanzaa? Uh, happy holidays i mean look yeah we'll talk about it when we come forward kbla talk 1580 at kbla talk 1580 we celebrate christmas we celebrate you you. thank you for turning us on this year happy holidays Holidays. wow mommy's kissing santa claus 
888-900-3572. We're not for everybody, but we're for everybody. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. Time flies when you're on the radio. I had so many things on my list of things I wanted to talk to you about, uh, comedian Louis Dix, and we're not going to get to all of them. But um, the Pope has said it's okay to bless same-sex couples. He's getting some pushback from conservatives in the church. But now, he didn't say marry. They were very specific. They said it, could be, it couldn't be anything like a wedding, couldn't have any wedding gear, but you could be in, in a completely different situation and just receive a blessing as a same-sex couple. That's a huge step for the Catholic Church. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, and it's, you think differently about it once it's in your home. I mean, once, you know, when it's outside of your home and you don't have any children or aunts, you know, I mean, it's always the uncle, you know, Uncle Lester. I'll never forget my <laughs> Uncle Lester. I mean, you know, when I was 10 or 12, we didn't know he was gay. We just knew Uncle Lester was free. You know, he, had, he always had his shirt unbuttoned to the thing. He always had a long attachment for a cigarette. And it was not a, and, but he was, he always gave you a, he let you keep the change when you went to the store for him. So all you saw Lester, he was nice, Uncle Lester. And then the guy that was with him, his partner, you never knew that was his partner because he was really masculine, you know, and he, so you never, and they never really walked in hand in hand. But once it came into our home, and I'm going to be totally honest, you know, when when our daughter said, hey, uh, I'm now only dating girls. And I paused and she said, well, what's your response, dad? And I said what most ignorant dads would say, or I know I did. I said, well, as long as you're happy and it's not your brother, we cool. So that's what I said. Wow. I know. And I was like, and, and, and a lot of, a, a deep part of me meant that because I felt in my mind, and then I do a joke about how, you know, you can bounce back once your brother decides that he's locked in, you know. Uh, uh, and I was like, because, you know, girls have different things that they try and then they decide to get married where most young men, if you're, that's, I'm gay, that's what, I'm not going to go back to women. Fine. So, and then I had to learn what I had to learn. I met her partner, and I had I had better dialogue with her partner than I did with her. Her partner, because I had a lot of questions, and my daughter didn't want it. And then my, my son said, well, Dad, you have to understand that she doesn't know the answer that you're asking. Right, and plus it's your dad. I mean, who wants to answer those questions for your dad or your mom? Well, the question was, was how do you... I just make you feel. I mean, because one, I was, of course, I was searching for comedy in the sense that I wanted to be able, <laughs> I wanted to be able to talk about Always it. Always working. Yeah, I wanted to be able to talk about it so I could open that conversation up. Right, right. Because right now the conversation is, we're you're able slightly to say you can't say to someone, "Hey, are you gay?" But once you know, like I've learned, if two guys walk in and they're and I'm I'm like, oh, look how cute y'all are. You just are. Right, which one is the cutest one? That's a light way of saying it. And then they start talking. Oh, he's, a, I'm him. And I said, okay, cool. Now we can open that dialogue. But right now, until we open that dialogue, everyone's going to get offended. But mm. we have to. We have to be bold enough to take the hits. I'm going to ask you a question. But they have to be able to receive the question. And I, I mean, I, I've always felt like it, it would be nice if we could get away from judging and leave that for God. Right. You know, um, and, and so I don't, you know, I mean, the Pope, if you're a Catholic, is pretty close to God. Mm-hmm. So it, I think it sends, I hope it sends a signal to the world, the, this, the religious world, wherever your faith, you know, to back off of judging people and oh, just bless them and keep it pushing and leave it to God to judge. Well, I think you're able to judge between, what, 9 and 12, 9 p.m. to 12. You can oh, judge, as okay. long that's, as you're in your house. That's you. the judgment zone. So for me, you know, I mean, <laughs> I try to get it. But that's I'm judgmental of, as hell. I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm not trying to be a hypocrite. But I'm talking about, you know, people's sexual orientation. Yeah, I don't, I don't care. Their who, gender 
identity. Right. I don't care who you say good morning Even to or good night. F and party. That, yeah, that's you. Whoever you say <laughs> good morning to. I still love you. Yeah, you. You're gonna have the same issues as as heterosexual couples. I, I I still love you, even if you're a Republican. You know, I might judge you. But yeah, I'm gonna judge you. I'll I, judge I think, your opinions. I won't right, judge you. Right. You are you. I, I mean, we're all we're all judgmental. We can say we don't, but with some. But I think my judgmental comes from me trying to understand. I try to be discerning more than judgmental. But I know that I go over to the judgy side sometimes. Yeah, I try to find that joke in there that doesn't offend people, but it's hard now. And, and that's why you have to base a lot of your comedy and stuff that you think is funny based on your home. My my sensitivity is what I'm going through. That's why it opens up that I now can talk about it. Like Flame Monroe it's a, is a trans comedian that really talks about very funny and, and uh, he, because she wants he. She's like, all these trans need to get out vote themselves. And yeah, I'm a man. That's what I am. That's what you want to call me. So and it, it's it's I'm excited about the dialogue that's coming, you know, because the one thing I told my boy, I was like, my boy, Jeff, I was like, man, we're going to really have to start addressing this in, in a more functioning way to where I can get a reply, an honest reply. So I don't leave the conversation ignorant. I think right now we're just leaving the conversation ignorant because no one's having a tough conversation. Like, help me educate. Yeah, me. I think that's right. Um, I had a really great conversation with Amara Jones, a trans podcaster and activist yesterday. If you missed it, you can find it wherever you get your podcast for free. Mm-hmm. Um, and for you as a warm up comic, you really have to find the sweet spot because some comics stock and trade is controversy and mm-hmm. cussing. And you, you can't do that in that space. Right. Well, no, and, and I don't curse anyway, but it's, you're right. Cause like even like Gina Yassere is great because she's openly gay, married, and so that gives you room to, to, to talk free in a sense mm-hmm, of, but mm-hmm. you can't be judgmental. You have to ask a question. And at first you have to get the foundation of where you're coming from. Well, my daughter and I love her. Da, da, da. And then I ask a question. But yeah, you have to. That's why most comedy, good comedy is biographical. You know, mm. if it, that's me. I, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me, my family. <laughs> you know, I saw a little quote the other day and I thought it was hilarious. It said, the person said it was written, hey, God, just tell me if there are no more husbands and just let me know. <laughs> you know <laughs> if, you're, if we're all out, yeah, clean yeah, out. Yeah. Some, um, some groundbreaking, ground-shaking um, entertainment scandals lately, right? Diddy. Wow. And, 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 you know, hit Cassie, um, like... You know, Jonathan taking Majors. legal Jonathan Majors getting uh, found guilty, and um, and this, this conversation around Christopher Key, Christian Keys were all um, related to sexual abuse, assault, um, lack of boundaries uh, in in entertainment. Yeah, it's 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 funny because you learn in I mean years I've been in thirty eight plus years. The first thing you used to do was there was a space that you had. Then it got closer where whoever was on the set might start rubbing your back and massaging your shoulders because they know it's been a long day. And you're like, hey, okay, cool. I never really, you, you didn't touch people, you know, and that's the thing now. And now it's more verbal and it's just space. I mean, I, my, my manager, she's always telling me when you, you, you know, if you're going to take a picture, make sure you're not close. Keep that space, you know, because women want you to put their arm around you and all that. All that's, now it's, it's filmed. So when I take a picture, I, my hands are behind my back. I have space. Um, I um, if I give someone if I, like in coaching, the the female athletes, they're young, they're innocent, so they they'll hug you, but now you can't. So you just extend your hand, high five. Uh, I don't call the athletes if I don't know their name. I say hello, athlete. How you doing, athlete? <laughs> or the sport? Hey, baseball. Hey, football. Hey, track. 
Hello, athletes. Because you don't want to say sweetheart or baby. Well, no, or... well, because you don't know their pronouns. Ah, okay. You know, especially the campus. A step someone. further, right, right, right. Yeah, so I don't know. You know, because you say, hey, what's up, man? Like, even on your emails now, they're saying you can say which pronoun. Then they, yeah, you can. I mean, but dude, I call everybody dude. Male, female, they're all dude. Right, and if you but say somebody that, might take offense. Yes, I got you. And, and it's and, I'm and not it, a dude. Like it's a like even if I don't know, like yeah. there's a lot of <laughs> adults who you work with, and you don't know. Like this is how men think. Some men, like if it's a dude, and we don't know this guy if he's gay or not because he really hasn't identified himself. Now he looks strong. Looks like he can. He, he thinks strong. like well, in the sense of <laughs> I know this is all ignorant. In the sense like he looked like he can hoop. Like if I see someone like like Miles, okay, for example, like I see Miles now. It's just an example. Like, Miles looks like a strong dude, whatever. I don't know. But it's like, hey, what's up, Miles? So I might try to say some things. And Miles like, oh, I can't say that because I don't know, you know, Miles. Okay, where he's know. coming yeah, from. Yeah, where you, he's coming from. You probably can say it to Miles, I'm pretty sure. Right, yeah, but that's, so it's like, yeah. you, you can't say, hey, man, I want to be, I'm a dude, regular dude, but I, I am gay, so let's, because in the locker room, the coaches, we have like six, seven coaches, we joke, but we all know most of them are married. We know they're not gay. Yeah, but I mean, when you're talking about Diddy, for example, or that's not a, a case of mistaken pronouns. You're talking about terror. I mean, relationship terror. You're well, talking about but the, yeah, alleged. But alleged the people abuse. who knew Diddy, the people who knew Diddy, and when the dude with the umbrella was hanging with Diddy, forgot his name. <laughs> you know, the dude with the umbrella that was dressing real well. What was his name? Yeah. So that was our first introduction to why dude, who is this dude? He made him famous. So we were like, okay, that's he's musical. He's he's creative. So Diddy was never one of our guys that we thought was hard or whatever. We just knew he was weird in our sense. I had an incident with, with Diddy doing some event at the Hollywood Bowl, and I got these cookies, and Diddy was like, yo, man, the cookies look really good. And I was like, oh, man, you want one? And then the girl jumped, no, he's on a diet. He can't. He's going to do a show. He can't. He goes, I was like, all right. And then he looked at me like, I really want those cookies. I said, I know you want them. I said, but... You know, I guess you're getting a little chunky, so. And he looked at me, and his people looked at me like, did you just call him chunky? <laughs> and he laughed, and I'm like, yeah, but it's. You, you're <laughs> well, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but yeah. being weird, artsy, or gay doesn't mean, or bisexual, or pansexual, or mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you automatically are an abuser. That you right. No, I don't. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it, it's. That's a world that I don't want to step into. Right. Like, you, you just, like, everybody's on it. Everybody's on all these celebrities. Like, we know so much about Taylor Swift, Diddy, um, Jonathan Majors. Yeah, I mean, it's a social media age. Oh, my God. I mean, and, 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 and I guess the elephant in the room with Jonathan, Jonathan Majors' situation is, which what they'll say on Instagram that they don't necessarily say on the radio, is, you know, when you are a black, powerful, famous man and you date a white woman in Hollywood, there's, no, yeah, it doesn't mean you get to, mistreat her but there's definitely an exposure factor there yeah you um, listen like the joke is that the sister you know she would have caught him you know when he ran away <laughs> you know the sister would have caught him you know what i mean come on the white girl's not gonna catch him but the sister would have caught him you know or she would have had her other sisters catch him she would have no he's going around the corner she'd been on the phone <laughs> right but i mean it's a flash just, mob would have appeared yeah, right? it's, it's her aunts and all that because that's right. money running away right. they're not gonna let that but i mean these boys that's just, if I'm going to talk about how we talk in the streets, like, yeah, I've never really, and to be honest, I love all people, but that's just never been my cup of tea. I just, I, you know. I, I mean, just, I love all people, too. But, but I, we're I talking just, about a political dynamic yeah, on top of a social dynamic, on top of a criminal behavior. Yeah, that's the part. I mean, that's the part that you, you one, you, 
you've learned and he should have known. And that's why I would say you got to have somebody in your corner that say, yo, man, what you doing? I mean, and Marvel canceled me. You know, oh, you, you lost so much money. The, ridiculous. The, the other thing, the other thing about this and, and this, I do, you know, I'm not an apologist, as you know, mm-hmm. for abusers or alleged abusers. But I do think that as a black man, you don't get to come back. I mean, they they, you, they punish you forever. You you know, Chris Brown was what like eighteen, nineteen when he got in trouble, and he's still punished by mainstream America. His fans bypass that, right. but um, he'll never be forgiven. Even though he's gone to anger management, he's gone through counseling, he's done all kinds of stuff in the community, uh, you know, to rectify. No, you know, if you're if you're if you're Nate Parker, if you're Chris Brown, you don't get to come back. Yeah, poor Nate Parker. I mean, it's just that it's and it's. I think a lot of people say, well, these all these brothers who are put out. Why don't you come together? Why don't you come together? Because there's a there's a we need that film or that documentary where you got we've learned what not to do. I mean, we just are. I don't know why we don't grasp what not to do. You don't do that. You especially now. You you everything should, is recorded. Why are well, you even to, in to, a, to me? I mean, he clearly unless I'm getting it out of context he was having some kind of mental break because you don't tell that girl to be Coretta Scott King it well, de- it's the math isn't mathing you must you your life is so good or at such a high level that you would think that to say that that you would think a a um a white woman can be Coretta Scott King uh, I mean why would Michelle you even put Obama. that together right well, why would you even put that together I don't under to me that's like d- some kind of break some kind of a mental but break that's I don't what's in that's that, not logical whatever hotel suite these guys get in you know you run into their room you're like wow this is your room evidently it does something to you as opposed to being in a regular hotel with double beds mm. because i mean their life must be so we always say that the, the, the t- whatever's up in that air must make you not think clearly i mean paul mooney used to call it the the illusion of inclusion yeah yeah he used to call it that and i think it's uh i don't know i you know i i, I but i always say you always got to have a boy that you like my boy jeff or, or tdp it's like you're not what are you doing man Wait, what? Do you see what's about to happen? That street person will tell you, because you're way up there. Like my boys, Fat Paul, Peanut, and Boogie. I mean, when I first came to California, I was feeling myself, and you know. And then I went back home to Philly, and this is when everybody was wearing the spandex pants. Remember with the with the the fanny pack? Oh yeah, like the biker shorts. Yes, I rolled up in <laughs> Philly with the biker shorts on the fanny pack. My boys wore me out so much, man. I never wore them again. But I thought I was all that, yeah. you know. And they were like, "What's wrong?" What's you a sissy? You know, that's what they, that's when they could call Louis you. Louis Dix is here with me, and you're invited in 809-20-1580. We're talking about all of it. That's what we do around here, KBLA Talk 1580. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where everybody is somebody and nobody is a stranger. You belong here. Issues on issues on issues, and we can go deeper into that because... To some extent, we've all navigated, right, that, the casting couch, the abuse couch, the expectations of uh, coupledom under the spotlight yeah. um, and, and the pressures of that. Yeah, um, you just hope you don't hear you have the right to remain silent. You know, <laughs> I mean, during the course of that, you know, learning how to love someone. Because basically, you actually have to learn how to love someone, learn how to treat them. Like my, 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 um, my mother always says, choose wisely, treat kindly. And sometimes you might choose wisely, but it's so hard to treat kindly because you're getting rid of so many things that have hurt you. Well, and then and this Christian Keyes situation, um, people, a lot of people pointing the finger because he said black billionaire and there's only so many of those. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, 
how rampant do you think that is, that kind of pressure for men? I know how rampant it is for women. I've lived it. <laughs> it's rampant. You mean, okay. Of, of men expecting sexual favors or, you know, at least, oh, you yeah. know, whatever I for mean, you to advance in Hollywood. That's, yeah, like I said, it started with rubbing your back. It's what you, it's what you will allow as a person because that's how it starts. Okay, if you allow me to rub your back, and if I say, hey, come hang out with us, and while you're hanging out with us, I, I read you, see what you're what I'm able to do. It's the little things that you allow them to do. It becomes bigger But if bigger. you don't allow that, does it decrease your opportunity? Because I, I know for sure as a woman, it has decreased my, I don't, that's a price I'm willing to pay. Yeah, I think in some circumstances <laughs> it does. I'll take the long road. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. It, yeah, you have to, do, because a lot of times if you do go down that road and you still don't pan out, then, okay. Right, you get on the casting couch and you still don't get the part. That happens yeah. to a lot of people. But even if you do, I mean, I just feel like I need something to be fun and special and private for me. Yeah, I mean, I don't. The I've love never life seen part. a couch that <laughs> I thought was nice enough to get on in that respect. <laughs> you know, I mean, I just Z Gallery has nice couches, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just it's certain things that it, I just don't think as a man, me perspective, that person, that if someone wanted to do something with me if I'm not feeling it I like you said I'm gonna my, my I gotta speak to my mom and dad. I gotta explain that to my boys and myself first that I'm well not. I mean I guess you could keep it secret that's what a lot of folks do no and I feel like it's times I'm like wow if I had if I had done that and hung out with that person oh, I might get you know you, you do you see that you see somebody hanging out with somebody being their buddy and you don't know what's happening when they close the doors but you're right. like you're just like all right why are you hanging out okay like there was a time it was an interesting thing and I didn't realize this now like one time in the comedy act theater it used to be really you know Eddie Murphy and our senior yeah. come down there and everybody so one time I was hanging not hanging I was in the back and Eddie Murphy and our senior were there and then you know I was like, asked Eddie for his autograph still got it and then our, our Eddie was like hey listen we're going over to the comedy store and our senior you, you come on over with us hang out now I was doing a theater piece and I had to get up early and I was like oh, I want to hang out but then my filly in me said I don't want to be at the door at the comedy saying hey I'm with them yo yo and then they go in and I'm still outside. <laughs> Yo, but I'm with, I'm with, Ed. I didn't want to be part of an entourage. Right. And then my boy who works with Eddie said, Eddie liked you. He was cool with you. He was just wanted to hang out and talk. I was like, oh, okay. So I, I could have hung out because Eddie was just that artistic, you know, right. Eddie just artistic. he just likes hanging out with people he feels creative. Right. I didn't think I was that creative to hang out with him. If I had more confidence and more cocky, I was like, yo, I'm hanging out with him. And I probably could have that role that Chris Rock had. <laughs> but it's always reading the room, right? Yeah. What is being asked of you and what are and and what are you willing to do or, you know, or not do? I mean, it, it, even seeing Taraji B. Henson crying about her salary and how she's underpaid in pay equity in Hollywood. I mean, it's true. We know there's a pay gap that black women are underpaid consistently, that black talent is underpaid consistently. Um, but at the same time, for the average person saying, well, if I get $10 million for a role, then I've got to get give 30% to my management team. And then uh, that's on before I give 50% to Uncle, T Uncle Sam now, now do the math. Well, that adds up to you still ended up with two or $3 million. So the average person, that's nothing to cry about. But do you empathize with her when you well, hear that? Well, in the sense I heard her, and this was the interesting part when she was talking about that. And then I had enough money just to pay my kids tuition because the kids in, in college and private school. Right. Now, my kids were in private school, and I was doing warm-up, working, hustling, and then I realized I had to start teaching PE at the school. 
Okay, so I was trying to hustle both. So the, the, the PE at the school teaching allowed to pay for their tuition. Right. And then the, the warm-up money was allowed me to live and take care of the family. Right. So, yeah, I mean, but then again, you know, mom, we were together. Now, she's not, and that's another thing. If She didn't say the rest of the story. Well, the dad was with me. Were you with the dad? You were a single mom. It was only you. So how much was he paying? And, and so, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but collectively... If you're making that much money and he's making whatever he's making, w- collectively, you can be stronger. You should be okay. But here's the thing. I do think she has a point. That's what Monique sued for, and she ended up winning, right? She got her Netflix special, yeah, and she got the money she wanted. And there clearly there is a pay equity gap. Some people, Robin Ayers was on here talking about that on her show. Mm-hmm. And my, it, I mean, I know that you're above scale, but it seems right. like the union should have something to say, even when you're when you're way above scale, like a Taraji P Henson, when things are so disproportionate where if she was not black she'd be getting two or three times what she's getting i've heard viola davis i've heard others talk about this yes too. it's real it's real and like you said the, the lower people are saying well you should be happy and they're like no i shouldn't be happy but wh- how do they fight it how do they what is she i mean i'm sure she's got like she said her she's got to pay her manager this so are they fighting for because I, I mean, that's I feel, their job yeah i feel the same way I, you sit there and say man i wish i was like even during warm-up it's a big pay gap in in some of the Guys who do warm up, white guys who do warm up, and my warm up. I'm catching up with them, but I'm sure I Go know. Go I know Lewis. I'm not getting what they're getting. <laughs> right. You know, and even I have to be, I even feel like I have to be 10 times funnier. I have to be, my notes have to be heavier. I have to just prepare myself 10 times because a lot of producers try to catch you sh- um, short. They try to catch you like cheating the process. Oh, well, you you don't know what scene's coming up. You know, so I do extra homework. I bet you do. Because I don't want to get caught unprepared. Mm. And then you, they can say, like, even like when Gina Yasseray told her producers, I want him. Well, they were like, no, we want this other guy. She said, no, I want him. Now, she, I had to be the best. I couldn't go in and not do well because it's a reflection of her. Right. She stood up for me. So it's my job to do that homework more. And that's part of what we have to do. I mean, yes. the actresses, mostly the actresses standing up is what got the clause in our new contract where they have say so over hair and makeup. Yeah, I think it would take some unity to get to equity and people being way, w- willing to walk away. And I don't know that we we're we're there yet. I feel so sorry for the black woman in the hair. I don't know what's going on with that, that on TV. We're I, making progress, are we? Because do you? I'm just wondering. Do you women see what we see yes. with the women in the hair on yes, TV? And absolutely. I mean, God bless That's Pam, why it's Pam in Oliver. The- <laughs> I mean, it's just. I mean, that's why it's in the new sad contract. Okay, I gotta okay. go. But look, Lewis Dix, real quick, tell us how to follow you. Oh yeah, uh, it's. Uh, Lou, Lou Dix Jr. On I, X. Yeah, on, yeah, right. And then Louis Dix, I think, on Twitter. I didn't know you could put the same name. Um, Louis, <laughs> uh, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, my thing is, it's Louis Dix. I had to look it up. It's so bad. Um, Louis Ooh. Dix Jr. Yeah, Louis Dix Jr. That's my Instagram. And then every, um, I do a show. Okay, yeah. On uh, Thursdays, 7 to 9, morrismedia.com, in a man's world. morrismedia.com, in a man's world, oh, 7 to 9, okay. tonight. All right. Yeah.